Hey everybody, this is Jerry from jerryfarney.com. Coming to you with a, another jerryfarney.com podcast. I believe this is episode number eight. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, neighborhood pharmacies, community pharmacies. Uh, I'm not talking about retail pharmacies here. I'm talking about the little used to be mom and pop operations uh, that you really, you really just don't see in uh, neighborhoods and communities nowadays. And what brought this on was there's a uh, there was a story uh, from TechCrunch uh, a couple days ago called the online pharmacy race gets a new entrant, uh, Robin Health. Basically, the article goes through and talks about some new pharmacy startups that are supposedly uh, disrupting the industry a little bit. They talk about uh, ZipDrug, which is a, a new company that processes the customer payments and dispatches messengers to pick up the medications. They charge a $10 fee for the, the, the service. And then uh, there's another called PillPack. Uh, I've written about this before. It's been around for a, a little while now. And basically, it's a full-service, mail-order-style pharmacy that packages medications in strip packagers. I haven't seen the operation, but I'm assuming they're using some type of, of high-speed packager like I've seen in acute care pharmacies. And then, of course, there's, there's Robin Health. And I'm going to read straight from the article here. It says, a 10-month-old San Francisco-based startup has already raised an undisclosed amount of seed funding. Unsurprisingly, perhaps, Robin Health says that it is different. It's big idea to provide on-demand access to licensed pharmacists around the clock and to deliver on-demand to customers within an hour. Those consultations and deliveries are free, offset by increased operational efficiencies in fulfilling the meds, says the company. So it'll be interesting to see how this works out over time. But what I found interesting is, is as I was looking through this article, a lot of the stuff that you see here used to be provided as just part of the general service by your neighborhood uh, pharmacy. And those were the days uh, before, you know, uh, big insurance companies started driving them out and the chains started driving them out. And things really, really changed before pharmacy basically became a commodity and a, and a, uh, a loss later inside of a retail store. When I was growing up, I grew up in basically the heart of the Central Valley here in a very small town, Lynch, California. And at the time, our, our population is around 3,500, large migrant community, uh, depending on, on what was going on with agriculture at the time. But we had a couple of uh, real small, uh, what I would consider neighborhood pharmacies on Main Street there in town. That's also when you, you had a Main Street. And what I remember, it was a Rexall pharmacy. And uh, for those of you who have been around for quite a while, you know what the quote unquote, the Rexall is. That's a, it's a brand name where you could buy into the franchise and, and open up a pharmacy, kind of like uh, the med shop is today. And what I remember about the pharmacy is that uh, they did a lot of things out of their way for their, their customers, including my grandparents at the time. You would go and you would talk to your pharmacist if you needed uh, advice on medication and if uh, including things like um, some primary care things, you know, you had a case of athlete's foot or something or, you know, you, you had some dandruff or, or whatever the case may be. You would go to your pharmacist, you'd get some advice that would help you out. They also did things that you just don't see much anymore these days. They would go out of their way to help their customer, whether that was to get a, a new prescription, uh, possibly get in to see a physician a little bit faster. And in some case, even provide uh, delivery services. 
uh, or provide you with medications um, over holidays, you know, whatever the case may be, they really went out of their way to help their customers. They were part of the community and they were part of the healthcare system. You just really don't see that anymore, especially with the chains. And then as I, I got a little older, I, I uh, split time between uh, Lindsay, California and Exeter, California. In Exeter, California, we also had two uh, what I would consider neighborhood pharmacies in downtown Exeter. Neither one of those exists today. They, they both went out of business. One of them even had the, the little soda fountain with, with an ice cream shop inside. And I remember spending a lot of days down there grabbing ice cream or grabbing something to drink. But uh, once again, everybody in town knew the pharmacist. They knew the pharmacy. They were very happy to go there. And uh, it was really part of the community. Now, the, the pharmacies in Lindsay uh, were eventually driven out by a, um, wasn't a Rite Aid at the time. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, who it was before it was Rite Aid. It was Thrifty, Thrifty Drug. I remember them because of the ice cream. And then they were, they were bought out. And, and currently, I think it's a Rite Aid. And uh, same thing in Exeter. Exeter, uh, one of the buildings was destroyed by fire, and the other one just went out of business. Uh, there's a Rite Aid now in town, which is interesting, universally hated by pretty much everybody that uses it. Uh, but there is still a small pharmacy there in town in Exeter. It's called Rancho Pharmacy. And uh, recently, we had to deal with Rancho Pharmacy for some things that were going on uh, with my grandmother, who was hospitalized, had to have some uh, discharge meds and things like that. And they, they were absolutely fantastic to deal with. And that's where she gets all of her medications. But anyway, this, this brings me uh, full circle back to uh, what we're missing in pharmacy when we take a look at uh, the loss of the neighborhood pharmacy. It's more than just losing a place to get your medications. Uh, when I was a pharmacy student at UCSF, I got this, this just fantastic job at a small neighborhood uh, community pharmacy called Santa Clara Drug. And of all things, it, it wasn't actually in Santa Clara, it was in San Jose. They, they had <laughs> they'd relocated the pharmacy, it was once in Santa Clara. They relocated. They were actually in San Jose, uh, but they kept the name Santa Clara Drug. It was located on Forest Avenue, right behind one of the big malls there in, uh, in San Jose. And the two pharmacists, uh, Jerry Gibino and uh, Lionel Jar, were just fantastic. Jerry ended up uh, becoming disabled from a, a chronic disease. I had the privilege of working with Lionel for about four years. Lionel provided a lot of services for his customers. As I was talking about earlier, uh, not only did he uh, fill prescriptions, but he gave advice when asked. He worked with the doctors in the community. Oftentimes he would work with customers financially if they couldn't afford it. It was the only pharmacy I ever worked in where he would notify patients if he noticed that medications hadn't been refilled on time, you know, digoxin, uh, uh, blood pressure med, cholesterol med any type of asthma or COPD meds, Lionel would give them a call and say, hey, you know, hey, Mrs. Jones, I noticed that you haven't filled your Dijoxin this month. Is everything okay? Uh, has anything changed? And he would work with the customer to get things refilled. In addition, Lionel provided uh, delivery services to his customers. He provided it twice a day. Uh, the morning run would take care of all the customers that were in a, you know, a three to five mile radius. And the afternoon run would take care of any customer that was in a three to five mile radius. And maybe the one or two that happened to be uh, quite a ways out, maybe 10 or 15 miles. And anybody that was beyond that, he would actually mail them the, their prescription. And what I remembered is that everybody loved Lionel. They, they loved the way he practiced pharmacy and they would come there instead of going to the chains. 
Well, what happened is as the generations began to change, the older generation continued to use Lionel while the newer uh, generation were driven to retail pharmacies and mail-order pharmacies by their insurance companies. And even though uh, Lionel would take most of the insurances, he began to lose money because a lot of the deals that were forced on him by the insurance company were, were pretty bad. And um, they continued to get worse year over year over year until eventually uh, Lionel was just unable to accept some insurances and then he would lose customers, uh, unfortunately, based off of nothing more than that. And what was really interesting is that uh, in the San Jose area, you have some very affluent spots. You have some, some people who make an awful lot of money there in the Silicon Valley. And we did have customers that even though their insurance uh, wouldn't pay for their medications uh, at Santa Clara Drug, they would come in and they would uh, pay cash. And the reason is, is they appreciated Lionel and they appreciated the service that they got and they felt that they could really trust Lionel. And even though they could go down the street and get the medication for a lot less money, they, they would choose openly to pay more and get their prescriptions there at Santa Clara Drug. In addition, we did quite a bit of what I would consider discharge counseling and also counseling for some of the local uh, nursing homes. We also provided education. Uh, once a month or so, Lionel would give uh, education to local groups. He would go in and, and, uh, and talk about, for instance, I remember we talked about pain management one time. Another time we, we talked about asthma medications. One time we even talked about hormone replacement therapy. And uh, Lionel would provide this free of charge, just go out into the community. And these are always well attended. You'd have people show up. Uh, they would ask questions and they would uh, learn. And they were, they were obviously starved for information, information that Lionel could provide. And they just uh, they weren't getting that anywhere else. So it's interesting to see that we're, quote unquote, disrupting pharmacy uh, with services that, quite honestly, were just part of the routine neighborhood and community pharmacy operations back in the day. It's really sad to see this happening now because what happened is everything goes in a cycle, right? Everything goes around, uh, such as what we're looking at right now with Amazon. With Amazon, uh, everybody was going to mail order books, ordering them online, digital format, and it drove the uh, brick and mortar bookstores out of business. Well, and here comes Amazon basically a decade later and they're starting to open up some brick-and-mortar bookstores. I know that they have their first one in uh, Seattle. And if rumors are to be believed, they're going to be opening several more of these in the coming years. So basically, we've cycled all the way back around now to where people are appreciating the brick-and-mortar uh, bookstores. And I think that's kind of what's happening right now is you drove the mom-and-pop pharmacies out of business. And we've basically converted to chains and I don't know about you, but I've had to use chain stores in the past for um, prescriptions for me and my family. And for the most part, the experience has been dreadful. And now we're having companies come along that are beginning to provide services that the chains don't. And those services were provided as, as part of the, the general uh, standard operating procedure back in the day. Same thing goes for mail order pharmacy. I remember when mail order pharmacy was really hot. And insurance companies were pushing everybody to use mail order services. My mother uh, used a mail order service when she was on the liver transplant list and post transplant as well. And what I thought was very interesting about it is the physicians would call in or send in the prescriptions and uh, my mother would just receive them, you know, in a matter of days. The service was actually pretty fast, but it was also pretty terrible in that there was no medication reconciliation. 
Uh, I remember going through my mother's medication several times at home, and there's just boxes and bottles full of medications that she was no longer taking. And that's because the mail order pharmacy was interested in nothing more than just sending her the medications that were ordered. So she was getting the medication, but she wasn't getting the consultation she needed. She wasn't getting the med uh, reconciliation that she needed. And that stuff that, was, again, was all provided by the local neighborhood pharmacies. So it'll be interesting for me to see what happens with these pharmacies. I, I, uh, I have mixed emotions. There are services that are needed. Uh, unfortunately, some of these are going to cost customers more, but it may work out in the long run that we start to see some of the chains get chopped up a little bit and, and some of the smaller operations begin to appear again. Maybe we'll see something like Amazon in the brick-and-mortar bookstore. I really hope so. So if you have any comments or you have a differing opinion, uh, please feel free to leave it in the comments. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about it. And, uh, you know, if this is something that uh, you might even want to talk about a little more, feel free to shoot me an email or call me and maybe we can set up another podcast off of it. Anyway, appreciate you listening. And until next time, I'll see you later.